chapters thirty nine and forty of the long long trail by max brand this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter thirty nine hope is contagious even joe norman was touched by it as he hurried out to the stable he gave the word from mary valentine and it was obeyed with some hesitation for no one on the ranch had ever heard of another person than morgan valentine himself riding the gray stallion but they were accustomed to taking the word of mary as a law second only to that of the master of the house or even before it on occasion so they let out gray tom he was a fine fellow of fifteen-three muscled beautifully for speed with long antelope steps and enough bone in him to write poems about as joe norman himself had said the saddle of mary valentine was cinched on the long back of the stallion and then she came herself running as freely and swiftly as a man in her boy's clothing one word to joe one wave to the stableman and they were into the saddles side by side and off at a rattling gallop the difference between the two mounts was at once apparent joe norman rode a fine horse that would have rejoiced the heart of the most particular cattleman a sturdy stout-hearted durable-legged animal with speed enough for any but in the very beginning the cow-horse was straining his utmost to keep up and gray tom was running well within his strength with a wide-stretching gallop he carried his head high and free while norman's horse was stretched out straight as a string you'll kill your hoss before we're halfway there shouted joe rein in mary you'll kill gray tom let him die she answered through her teeth morgan valentine'll never forgive you i'll live without his forgiveness faster joe my hoss won't stand it he's bustin himself wide open now she looked across at the laboring animal and at once saw the truth if she were to keep with her guide she would have to alter her speed and reluctantly with a sob breaking in her throat she drew the rein of gray tom even then they were cutting across the hills at a dizzy rate and windville so many and many a mile across the broken mountains they were striking straight for the tallest and blackest of the peaks now and presently they dipped down a sheer bank and into the dry bed where a great river had once run the shod hoofs of the horses beat up a terrific rattling and the echo from the stones knocked against the banks and came back at them before and behind it was hard going too with the danger always before them that one of the horses might pick up a sharp rock at any time and be rendered helpless useless for that night's work but mary valentine was setting the pace and joe reluctantly spurred up beside her it was dangerous going but the river-bed gave them a perfect grade by which they ate into the heart of the high country and mary cried out in her disappointment when the gravel road terminated in an abrupt mound where a landslide had buried the old bed there was nothing for it but to hit up the slope which lay straight ahead of them as they struck the softer soil above the bank mary reined in her horse and raised her hand do you hear joe she whispered nothing where out of the river-bed behind us what listen again he bent his ear and now indistinctly he made out the far-off clattering of a horse that galloped across the pebbles it's morgan valentine he said gloomily they've told him about you taking gray tom and he's following you mary be reasonable give up and go back i'll die first sobbed the girl come on joe hurry and she sent gray tom scurrying up the slope 
joe norman followed reluctantly shaking his head but in this uphill going the shorter-legged mustang did far better by comparison than he had done on the level he was made for the sweat and grind of climbing jumping sidestepping rocks vaulting over fallen trees and obstacles that maddened the high-spirited gray tom were taken in the most casual manner by the cowpony it was only a brief climb to the first ridge but when they came out on it joe norman stretched out his hand and caught the reins in the hand of mary look ahead he commanded the girl obeyed and her heart sank ridge after ridge lay before them sharp crested with the rocks on the summits glittering in the moonlight and the forest everywhere black sombre it was such a sight as everywhere sends the thoughts of men to the shelter of a home and as she looked on it despair fell on mary valentine and that's not all said joe norman there's a lot more of it than you can see from here we're just on the edge of it them ranges are like rows of teeth and the sides of some of em are as slippery as teeth mary give it up there ain't any use you'll kill gray tom and you'll kill my hoss i don't care about that if we could gain anything in the long run but we can't we're beat before we start we was beat before we left the house and i knew it but i thought i'd come out with you and let you take the first run so's the night wind would calm you down some and you could see it was impossible then you lied joe you said it could be done by day i dunno maybe it could be done by day but by night it's pure suicide will you believe me mary there's slides that take your breath even when you've got the sun to help you but the moon ain't any good for ticklish work it just shows you a pile of things that really ain't there and the real dangers it covers up will you believe me mary and turn back go back yourself joe i'll go on i've got to go on but you go back and i'll find a way she touched gray tom with her spurs as she spoke and the big stallion sprang out to the full length of his stride he landed far down the slope crashed upon some loose rock staggered and then plunged out of sight in the thicket with the noise of a living landslide joe norman screamed mary you've gone mad mary only the noise of her wild descent roared back at him he spurred his own mustang with a shout of horror and galloped after her but more carefully letting the half-wild horse have his head partly to himself for he knew that the instinct of the brute was all that could save him from being dashed to pieces a thousand times in such a place no cunning of hand or sharpness of eye could warn the rider in time it was a nightmare to joe norman somehow they came out on the clearing at the bottom of the slope and stretching across the open ground he saw gray tom flash in the moonlight and then lunge once more into the dark of the forest toward the next ridge an exultation that was half the cold of fear ran through the veins of joe norman he spurred his horse frantically and striking the far slope at full speed they followed the crash of gray tom leading the way close to the top he shouted again and when he reached the ridge he found that she had reined her horse for a moment and was waiting for him gray tom was panting as if he had run twenty miles you're killing him he warned her but let him die then more to the left mary you see that tall bald rock holy mount they call it strike toward that thanks joe but faster joe you keep me back i keep you back to sense but come on but there was no keeping the girl back 
once more she spurred gray tom and once more the stallion frantic in this wild ride leaped out through thin air smashed into the thicket far below and went thundering toward the bottom of the slope a sort of frenzy seized on joe with spur and quirt he sent the mustang flying down after the girl and the wild horse went snorting dancing like a sparring pugilist through the maze of young trees and shrubs and coming out at the bottom almost even with gray tom in the middle of the narrow valley floor joe norman drew rein with a low cry of warning the girl checked her horse look up and back up to the top of the last ridge just where we come over it she obeyed and distinctly outlined black against the moonlit sky she saw a horseman top the ridge and shoot down into the forest with a noise that came distinctly to them that's not your uncle mary your uncle would never ride as crazily as that who is it i don't know it might be uncle morgan but there was something i recognized about the way he sat the saddle sort of sidewise but come on joe whoever he is he can't catch us and they drove together at the next slope fear was in them now not so much of the dangerous trail which they were following as of the unknown man who rode so desperately after them for if he had been a friend surely he would have tried to hail them from the top of that last ridge he could easily have reached them with his voice but they had not heard a sound this slope was not so heartbreaking as the others but nevertheless mary valentine kept gray tom in the harshness of his breathing was beginning to alarm her and she knew that it is possible to break the heart of a horse in a very short time if he is allowed to run himself out so she nursed the stallion up the slope he was in a better condition already when he reached the top and as they swung in a canter down a more moderate fall of ground beyond mary swung close to joe i've remembered who that was like she called the man who's following us is sheriff caswell chapter forty it was a calamity of the first water what was the use of writing to jess drear if they brought his deadliest enemy in their wake one hope remained and that was to distance the sheriff and reach jess far enough ahead to allow him to escape so they gave their minds grimly to their work they had not even time to talk save a broken phrase here and there but as the ride continued she gathered the full details of the plan of the norman clan against drear gus norman was to ride ahead of the rest and go straight to drear there he would interview the outlaw and take him to a shack which he knew in the hills near windville mary learned the location of the place by heart from joe who had heard gus go over its description a dozen times to a dozen different members of the gang he would take jess drear to this ruined old cabin as to a rendezvous then he would leave the outlaw there and go to meet the others under pretense of calling in the members of the crew who were to take part in the fake robbery the moment gus had joined the others they would swing down around the cabin and open a plunging fire from the rocks above if as was apt to be the case they did not kill drear at the first discharge they would nevertheless have him in an utterly helpless position at worst they could easily set the cabin on fire and kill the outlaw as he attempted to flee from the cover to make his escape entirely impossible the first discharge would be chiefly directed against the roan mare angelina on foot drear's chance of a dash for liberty would be less than zero 
mary did not hear this story in one fluent narrative but an interrupted series of explanations exclamations and phrases here and there gave her ample groundwork on which to build the complete picture of the plot sometimes as her hatred of the whole clan of normans swelled in her she felt like snatching a revolver from the holsters and firing it into the breast of the man beside her sometimes a great wonder grew in her that out of the very list of drear's enemies had been furnished the man who gave life to this wan ghost of a last hope now the labour of the ride cut off the very possibility of thought from her mind they had struck what joe assured her was the longest and most severe of the hillsides that they would encounter on the entire ride it led up to a dangerous slope beyond generally called the slide on account of the precipitous angle of the drop of ground and now joe norman who had been a weight upon her spirits in the beginning was rapidly reviving he began to throw out hopes never even in daylight had he ever heard of such a distance through the hills being covered in such a short space of time to be sure the hardest part of the ride lay before them and they would have to take it with horses completely fagged but nevertheless there was the glimmering of the first dawn of hope it might be done half the night was spent but the other half before that fatal time of an hour past dawn they might reach the shack and give the warning to jess drear he told her this while the horses sweated and grunted up the long rise once on a shoulder of the slope they paused by mutual consent to give the animals a breathing space then far and dim below they heard the horse of the pursuer coming up the slope at this they hurried on the mustang now showing a condition fully as good as that of grey tom but when they came out on the brow on the crest joe norman stopped the girl with a yell of alarm the face of the hill was dished away it had literally disappeared and the head of grey tom was hanging over an abyss a landslide groaned joe norman by the moonlight they could make it out plainly now first there was a straight fall of cliff for a dizzy distance below this an apron of debris was spread covered with what seemed to be stubble in the distance but what they knew to be the splintered hulks of trees even as they stood their horses side by side looking at one another in utter despair the ground quivered beneath them they were barely able to spur onto firmer ground when the entire table where they had stood before gave way shuddered yawned wide and a thundering avalanche rushed down the slope the noise of the fall died away a thick silence fell then the echo from the far hillside picked up the noise and sent it rumbling and rushing back at them as if the landslide had roused some monster in the valley and made it roar defiance when that echo died away they could hear another sound distinctly from the hillside behind them the noise of the pursuer following up the slope he would be upon them in a moment quick joe pleaded the girl what can we do there's only one way out said joe norman sullenly and that's to go back we've had our work for nothing i tell you there has to be a way none in the world straight yonder there's the direction for us but we'll never get there she swung her horse around with a cry of grief and impatience and rode him along the ridge desperately close to the edge of the landslide her shout brought norman beside her she was pointing down through the moonlight 
don't you think if we put our horses back on their haunches they go down that sliding all the way to the bottom he looked over and shuddered as he craned his head to look for she was much nearer the edge on grey tom than he had dared to ride at this place the landslide had not ripped away the soil to the sheer face of the rock there was no right-angle face of stone but a skirting of the raw dirt came up to the edge of the ridge and swept away down to the floor of the gully at a dizzy angle halfway down it veered out toward a more generous angle mary he said lifting his head you got a pile of courage even to think of it i'll tell you what it'd be just the same as jumping a hoss over a cliff except that a cliff would kill him a little quicker but if we had luck no kind of luck would save us mary plain suicide suppose a hoss could keep upright sliding down he wouldn't be able to pick his way all he could do would be to sit back on his haunches and slide and if he struck a big rock or a tree stump or anything to knock him over why he'd keep right on rolling over and over till he hit the bottom with a smash he'd be dead long before that and his rider would be just a red smear trailing out behind him the moonlight somehow helped to paint the picture vividly she saw herself on grey tom shooting down the slope the rock lifting suddenly out of the moon haze the crash the toppling of the horse upon his side and then death then she heard the noise of the pursuer coming up the slope terribly near now fear of something behind unknown balanced the fear of what lay before her joe she cried good-bye i'm going no no mary he flung himself from the mustang and strove to reach the head of grey tom but she had swung the stallion straight out to the edge of the ridge and as joe sprang forward he saw the ground tremble quake and sink down he whirled about he was barely in time to spring back to solid ground and when he looked again grey tom with a snort of terror was plunging down the slope one thing favoured mary and that was the very fall of the ground for it launched her smoothly and slowly on the downward journey the chief trouble was that the rush of earth and stones around him maddened grey tom he tried to straighten and spring away from that senseless confusion but the girl flung herself far back in the saddle and throwing all her weight on the reins managed to pry him back on his haunches far back he was almost sitting down then the impetus of the drop caught them and they shot down the ridge was whipped away from behind them she looked far ahead the distance to the floor of the gulch seemed treble as far as it had been from the top of the ridge above her nor was the ground half as smooth as it had appeared viewed at the close angle there were patches of muddy clay there were streaks of gravel which when they struck them sent a raging avalanche pouring before them but the danger was not in the speed of the slide it lay in the projections which jagged up and back at them like shark teeth the end of a tree stump jumped at them from the night a ragged edge caught her shoulder and ripped the sleeve away to the wrist and when this was passed she saw a certain doom before them in the form of a big rock there was no dodging it and it was far too bulky to sway away from chance entered there and saved them the slide had swerved on either side of the boulder and grey tom in turn was swerved along the path at least resistance and whipped by the rock now they struck the apron of more level going 
it spread out flatter gray tom had lurched to his feet and was going at a mad gallop floundering through loose soil rushing on so that the air sung in the ears of mary valentine and then how she did not know the floor of the gulch was flat before her and gray tom had drawn down to a rocking canter he was trembling like an aspen through all his bulk but he was unhurt her own blood had turned to ice but looking back to the sickening height she saw a tiny figure gesticulating then exultation swept over mary her blood ran warm again if there had been a chance before there was a double chance now she put the spurs to gray tom and rushed for the next hillside End of chapters 39 and 40